I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second! Yes, yes, the round eight review out a day earlier than usual. Going to be switching things up a little bit, trying to get these out ASAP on a Sunday and then uh, bring you something a little bit different on Monday. But if your name is the SD Whisperer, um, you are in a world of hurt. Considering we brought Zach Lomax in with the brilliant draw that he had coming up, um, probably wasn't going to play Origin, goal kicker, aerial threat and attack, uh, ticked all the boxes, and to go down with a broken thumb, um, yeah, it's not great, it's another trade we're going to have to burn, just to repair the side that is constantly getting smashed with injuries week in, week out, but it is what it is, we live and learn, we move forward. The first game of the week, the Raiders taking on the Rabbitohs, I mean, the Raiders are in dismay. You guys that follow the social medias know how unhappy I am with Ricky Stewart, he's in the middle of rotation. Not only for Supercoach, just in general, he he begs his players to lift, but when the players don't know their role um, or what kind of impact they need to be bringing to the side, I think it's very hard for them to get up. Uh, playing Ryan James for the first stint and then not playing him again, um, there was talk of an injury, but nothing's come out yet, so I just think that's down to poor uh, planning by Ricky Stewart. I mean, Elliot Whitehead had to jump in into the, the halves, he did a fantastic job, but wasn't enough to overcome the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker uh, finally providing some uh, spark for owners. He scored an 89, looked really involved, but with the injury to Adam Reynolds, uh, the halves looking thin. Benji Marshall will have to play there. Latrell Mitchell coming back soon, so we might see a Benji-Walker half combination sooner than we thought. Uh, Latrell still got another two weeks on the sideline, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Keon Kulamatangi looks to be a, a decent pickup. Uh, back-to-back good scores. Had some attacking stats in there, but he looks to be a bit of a ball player on the edge there, and I think Souths can really benefit from that. Campbell Graham having a, a fantastic game for Supercoach. Unfortunately, picking up an injury. Looks to be on the sideline for quite a while. Good news is Braden Burns returned to reserve grade this week, so uh, he could be back in the wings into first grade anytime soon after that injury, so there could be a like-for-like swap. Uh, Alex Johnson continues to dominate on the left-hand side of the field, just being on the receiving end of all that attack. Uh, another great Supercoach pickup for you guys that brought him um, and apart from that, Jaden Sewer and Dane Gago were the only ones to crack 60 in a side that scored 34 points. So, mixed bag. Um, Jai Arrow coming into the starting side, only scoring a 51. Uh, obviously, we know that I'm going to be fist-pumping about that. And unfortunately, Cam Murray looks to be out for an extended period of time uh, with an injury looking uh, like a, a likelihood to play Origin. Unfortunately, the injury for him uh, throws a spanner in the works for the, for the Blues camp as well. As for the Raiders, we touched on Elliot Whitehead uh, playing in the halves. And he was simply phenomenal. Uh, some great attacking stats. Pumped out of 73. Scored a nice try as well. Jordan Rapiner, same thing as uh, Alex Johnston. Just on the receiving end of a lot of those attacking stats. He's the, the final product for the uh, Raiders attack. Picking up a lot of tries. Corey Hadawira Naira, uh, 65. He looks to be pretty involved. Looks to be playing big minutes for Ricky Stewart as well. So that's always good to see from a preseason cheapie that we were all looking at to start with. Has now played two games. So if we're going to be picking him up, it's going to be this week uh, before his price goes up. But apart from that, no one else really scored above 60. Caleb Aikens with a 59. 
But we scrolled on the list, Ryan James with a 15, playing very little minutes and not doing enough with the minutes he's getting either. So, um, yeah, I think he's a sell. Um, it's just going to be sitting there and just being an AE nightmare, worse than uh, Jason Saab, who is picking up some form. But, yeah, for me, Ryan James is a sell. Other buyers from here, uh, Corey Hadaway Naira. I mean, Jordan Rapid is probably uh, a little bit overpriced, but if he's going to continue to be the only try-scoring option for the Raiders, then you could definitely go worse than picking him up. The Storm were pretty clinical on dismantling the Sharks, 40-14. to Remus Smith, Harry Grant, with the two talking points from here. Remus Smith picking up some form after being disappointing the first few weeks. So if you've held in this long, uh, you've reaped the rewards with two pretty good scores uh, in recent weeks. Harry Grant looks to be the hooker moving forward. If you have Damien Cook cutting your losses and picking up Harry Grant, he looks to be the premium option moving forward. You could uh, pair him with Reid Marnie or even Jaden Braley. I think you're set up for uh, a pretty good rest of the year. Tui Kamikamika, 84. Jerome Hughes, 80. He's a sneaky shout if you need some coverage for the buy round. Uh, he's just probably a little bit over overpriced. Nico Hines did did a job filling in for 69. Christian Welch with a 67. Brandon Smith with a 64. Justin Ollum with a 60. So plenty of uh, contributors there for the Storm side that scored 40 points. As for the Sharks, uh, we touched on this last week, but you sacked John Morris, um, a coach that was giving you consistent results. And Look, I understand bringing Craig Fitzgibbon. He offers a little bit more spark. But John Morris, you know what you got from him. He got this club results and... Uh, yeah, I think it's shown that with him leaving, it's it's really uh, torn the club a little bit. I think they all, all really liked Bomber, so um, I think this is going to be what we see from the Sharks until Sean Johnson can pick up a bit of match fitness and, and really find his flair to get the side attacking. No disrespect to Josh Hannay, but I just don't think he's in the same league as, as John Morrison. Any club that's looking for a coach, uh, I think you can definitely go worse than picking up John Morris, but Britton Nicora with a 75 was the top scorer here, bagged a try. Uh, some nice attacking stats. We know that he feeds off Sean Johnson, so good to see that combination back. Will Kennedy with a 60, Sean Johnson with a 59, Connor Tracy with a 58, and that's about it for the Sharks. The Sharks are with so much attacking flair, but have just struggled to to find the end piece, and um, yeah, I think this is going to be the norm for them for a couple of weeks until we can see them click, and, and Josh Hannay can really uh, give the club some direction moving forward. I'll tell you what, 15 minutes into this game, if you told me it would be the game of the round, I'd tell you you're lying. But the Broncos, 36, coming over the top of the Titans, 28 in a game there. Like like we said, game of the round. Jermaine Asako, star of the show, 156 in everything. The first 15 minutes, and the commentators were calling him to be pulled off the field with so many poor reads in defense. But yeah, really turned on an attack. Um, look, I did say he was a sell three or four weeks ago, but that was when he peaked in price. If he's going to come down at all a little bit, I think he's a fantastic pickup for Origin moving forward. Uh, Jesse Arthurs with a 78. Tamita Pangai with a 71. Payne Haas with a 67. I think those two were the, were the big keys for the Broncos getting forward. Tevita Pangai did a really good job of controlling Fafita. Payne Haas set a really good platform moving forward. But um, yeah, I mean, the Broncos, you know what you're going to get from those forwards. Paddy Carrigan with a 62. Young Gamble in his first game for the club, put out a 60 and played with so much energy and really, I think, helped a lot of people around him believe that some kind of comeback was on and he, he was in the face of the Titans, um, giving a, a real attitude that he didn't care and, and not taking a backward step. So really good to see from him. I think Milf and him have earned themselves a spot for the next coming weeks and a fantastic win for the Broncos. As for the Titans, a 91 from AJ Brimson, an 84 from Mitch Rain, 80 from Peachy, who I think could be in with a sneaky shout playing Origin if Cam Murray's injured. Um, definitely could see Peachy picking up a bench spot. Jamal Fogarty with a 68. David Fafita uh, scrambling away to a, to a 66. Could have been more. Had two tries uh, taken off him, but yeah, on his day for feeder, we know what he can do. But if 66 is his floor in a quiet game, then you'll take that every day of the week. Uh, Mo Fodawake with a 63, Kevin Proctor with a 56, but 
Yeah, star of the show, Jermaine Sarko, hands down here in this game. The Panthers and the Seagulls was probably the game of the round coming into it, and it didn't disappoint. I think the scoreline uh, doesn't really reflect how tight this game was. The Panthers just have so much class and execution that when they get the opportunity, they just strangle sides, especially on that left-hand side. That was shown by Brian Toto's 104. Um, if he hasn't get a New South Wales Blues jersey, I think uh, there's going to be some riots in Penrith. I think the only criticism against Toto is his um, pressure under the high ball. If he's coming up against Xavier Coates, then I think... Um, that could be a, a hard day out on, on a Wednesday night for him in origin. But apart from that, every facet of his game, he's a fantastic finisher, fantastic ball runner, and um, just doesn't take a backward step. So I think Toto is in with a huge shout to play origin. Uh, Liam Martin, a guy that I'm huge on playing origin in the next five years or so, he pumped out a 78. Nathan Cleary just continues to do Nathan Cleary things. 69 in a quiet game for him. Dylan Edwards with a 68. Fisher Harris with a 64. No one else got above 60, but it was a pretty collective team effort uh, for the Panthers. Like I said, when they get their chances, they, they definitely take them. And unfortunately for Manly, they probably hand them a little bit too many opportunities. And against the best side in the competition, you can't do that. As for the Manly side of things, Morgan Harper uh, with a 76. Marty's Power with a 69. Tom Travojevic with a 68. Jake Travojevic with a 64. Josh Schuster with a 53. Look, I think Schuster, obviously we know how good he is. In this game, I think he forced his hand just a little bit too much, um, tried some things that weren't on. But from a rookie, uh, you want to say that you want to see him being enthusiastic and involved. And I think Des Hasler can take a lot of positives from this game. Um, I've mainly side that it has vastly improved in the last four weeks, all preseason, that I've said Manly were a genuine top four contender if they have Turbo fit. And it just shows you that the, the difference in class that they have when Turbo is fit and playing. And with Manly's draws coming up, I think you're silly not to own um, Dom Travojevic and with Zach Lomax going down it makes my decision so much easier for trades this week the Bulldogs Eels was just a Clint Gutherson show 121 from Gutho in a game that a lot of people would have brought him in this week captained him take your hat off to you it was a fantastic move pick up I was obviously worried about the matchup that Gutho had against the Bulldogs uh, a side that held Bill Kennedy to a reasonable score last week in a win I thought they'd build on some momentum I didn't think they'd get the win here but I definitely thought they'd compete against the Parramatta Eels more so than what they did in the 22 point loss Isaiah Papali'i now I have been against buying him. I didn't really see the upside in him, but with Nathan Brown going down, we could see a shift to him to 13. If he does move to 13 and play big minutes, I think he could be uh, obviously a very, very solid pickup. Just worried about him playing through the middle, not on the edge. Another man that I guess would play in that 13 role is the Cardi Party himself, Bryce Cartwright. Another great game from him, 64. We know how good he is at ball playing, so if he's playing through the middle third, then uh, as much as we joke about it, I think Bryce Cartwright could become a serious pickup. Mike Acevo, all the stats were against him this week. Uh, I posted them about how well the Bulldogs have defended teams' left edges, but Mike Acevo didn't care. Mike Acevo had a great game with a 95. Reed Marnie with another solid game. Uh, and Nia Corey in the centres, another great game from him as well. So Parramatta are flying. I think things are clicking in the gear for them and uh, could make a big run of things come September. I'm not too sure how far they'll go, but definitely could see them there or thereabouts. And they're a side who have enough X-Factor to upset certain teams uh, on their day. As for the Bulldogs, it was a valiant performance from them. Like I said, I don't think they were ever going to get the win, but I thought they may have put up a bit more of a fight than what they did. Scoring 10 points. I mean, Corey Waddell was the top scorer here. Tied was Dallin. We're telling Zelezniak with the 68. It's a piece. Uh, ran off a Tony with a 66. Luke Thompson comes back to earth a little bit with a 55, but in a game where the opposition team scores 32 points, I don't think you're going to have too much chances to be playing through the middle third, I think. Um, it's going to be hard work for forwards to, to really have a huge score when they're not getting attacking stats and they're not getting much ball to do much with, unfortunately, for the Bulldogs. The next game on Saturday was just the Sam Walker show. 168 from the uh, young teenage sensation. Five try assists from him. Simply incredible. The Queensland future looks very, very bright. 
And if Daily Cherry Evans' form didn't pick up in the last month, I definitely could think Sam Walker would have been a huge shout for Origin. With the form picking up of DCE, I don't think you can drop him from the side either. Uh, and I think it's probably a little bit too soon for Sam Walker to be playing Origin. But uh, the more he dominates at club level, the more and more we had that conversation. But yeah, 168 from him, simply sensational. Josh Morris with a, with a 92. Uh, Daniel Tupac with a 90, another guy I've been very keen on if he doesn't play Origin. Angus Crichton comes back to uh, what we expect of him with an 87. Satili Tupinor with a 71. Victor Radley with a 60, and that was everyone for 60s. Yeah, look, Brett Morris, um, that might have been the last game we've ever seen him play, and if that is the case, it's very, very unfortunate to see him go out. In my opinion, the greatest winger of all time. Uh, obviously not around enough to see guys like Ken Ovine play, but... For what Brent Morris has done for the length of his career, it's just been simply outstanding. And yeah, look, I think the rehab for a 34-year-old is just going to be way too much on his body. And I mean, Brent Morris has got nothing more to prove, does he? If he retires, then I think he'll go out with his head held high, multiple premiership winner, um, done it at the Dragons, done it at the Bulldogs, done it at the, at the Roosters. So yeah, a fantastic resume for Brent Morris. If if that is the last game, it's very, very sad to see one of the game's greats go. But if that is his last game, then... He's not walking away ashamed at all. Fantastic career, and I-, I wish him all the best. As for the Knights, Tyson Frizzell with a 70. Mitch Barnett with a 60. Now, what happens with Barnett, Frizzell, Watson, and all those likes when Fitzgibbon comes back? For people asking me if Barnett's a sell, I think it's a wait and see. Just wait a week or two, see what happens with the with the rotations when Fitzgibbon comes back, and then we'll know more. David Clem with a 56. Braden Musgroves with a 53. Not much else to talk about here for the Knights side who are struggling. As much as people want to joke about Mitchell Pierce, I think the Knights side uh, relies on him very, very heavily. Blake Green now with a, with a uh, rib injury, so it's it's huge headaches for Adam O'Brien to see what he does with this halfback conundrum. Does it present something for a super coach option? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I think they're crying out for Tex Hoy to come back as well. So the Knights are in injury trouble, and I think it's not going to stop anytime soon for them, this bleeding. Well, hey, Cody Nicarima continues to impress week in, week out. 103 from him in the Warriors' 24-20 win over the Cowboys. And the Cowboys come back strong, but uh, definitely held together by RTS and Cody Nicarima, who both turned up respectively. Josh Curran with a 76 with a few attacking stats lied in there. Ben Murdoch-Masilla with a 70 with a, with a nice try into the post. Tohu Harris, Mr. Consistent with a 69. Adam Pompey with a 66. And that is everyone for the 60-plus scores. Rocco Berry uh, with a 56 as well. And um, as much as he impressed, he didn't score too great. Reese Welsh in the halves, uh, really good, good on the eye tests, but I think he he falls into the same category as someone like uh, Josh Schuster. He might just try and force it a little bit. I'm not too sure whether that's inexperience or nerves, but it's definitely clear to see the kid's got talent. And, and if he can be nurtured under Nathan Brown, I think he's going to be a serious footy player. But yeah, probably just pressing the issue a little bit too much, which you expect. Uh, the kids played two games of footy. Let's not get carried away here but definitely going to be a serious talent and just needs to learn when to choose his moments. But when you've got Roger Tuovasashek, they're going to be mentoring you for the rest of the year. And uh, I couldn't think of many better uh, fullbacks getting around to, to mentor you in ball playing and, and pushing through the middle and being a fantastic support player. So I think uh, he's in a very, very safe pair of hands there. As for Todd Payton's men, is it too early to uh, give the funeral to Jason Tamalolo's supercoach career? Look, I understand he's come back from an injury, but 36 points, again, um, it's something that needs to pick up for him. Otherwise, he's just going to fall off the radar completely. And um, yeah, he's not playing any, any different. He's just not getting the minutes, not really being as, as involved as he once was, and ball playing a little bit too much for me. So we, we want to see Tamalo back to his best, running through the middle of opposition, running 300 meters a game. But 
I think the the reason they get, they're doing this is to preserve his body, and they're going to try and get their money's worth. But as for super coaches, it's it's very tough to see one of the games all time greats go down and, and not be relevant. Uh, Murray Tuolungi with a ninety three, couple of tries there for him. Reese Robson with a sixty eight, Drinkwater with a sixty six, Holmes with a fifty eight. Apart from that, not much to talk about. This is the problem with someone like a Ben Condon. When he doesn't score tries, it's very little scores. And a 17 from him. If you played him, it sucks. Um, considering he has scored tries in the last two weeks, a poor score was coming. But the Cowboys, I think they're another another club that's going to be really struggling moving forward. Putting points up isn't the issue for the uh, Cowboys. It's, it's stopping them coming in. And you can't be conceding 24 points and expect to win footy games too often. So I think they need to clean that up, that clean that part up of their game. As for the attacking side, they've got plenty of names. They've got Drinkwater, they've got Holmes, they've got great outside backs as well. So it's just the, it's just the middlemen that are letting them down, I feel, for the Cowboys. And it's going to be tough to see them really kick on and challenge for the finals this year. And the last game saw the Dragons go down 16-8 to to the Tigers. In a game where Dane Laurie was the superstar, 117 points from him. Hamstring issues, no worry for the young fullback. Uh, fantastic knock from him. Uh, Luke Brooks with an 81. Adam Dewey with a 75. BJ Leilua with a 64. Zach Seedy on debut with a 58. Uh, good knock for the Tigers. Great high scores from a couple of players, despite uh, only the 16 points put up on the board. As for the Dragons, Josh McGuire with a 62. Paul Vaughan with a 58. Andrew McCulloch with a 52. Corey Dunn with a 52. Not a huge, t- much to talk about. They were up against it, though. Zach Lomax going down with that injury uh, set them apart. Like that, He's a huge focal part of that attack. Um, huge focal part of my trades last week as well. So that ruined that. But look, is what it is, unfortunately, for, for Lomax owners, myself included. Um, yeah, the Dragons, where did they go from here? Uh, flying high, Ben Hunt coming back. Thought, you thought that would have given them the spark, but obviously not. Madge Maguire got the Tigers up for it. In a game they weren't expected to win, so uh, good to see there from a Tigers point of view. But yeah, update's going to be interesting. I need all the help I can get. Um, pretty sure we're going to see another red arrow going down, but uh, the goal now is just to rebuild, solidify moving forward. But um, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to come with a new topic to talk about. Um, you guys should like it. I'm going to be joined by Joe from the Park Footy Pod again. Uh, you guys seem to be enjoying his cameos on the on the uh, podcast, so we'll keep that up and keep the regular schedule going too. But for now, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 